Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Brandon Bishop and BJ Ferguson. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you are a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Uh, Two returning guests in studio today. BJ Ferguson. BJ, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. Also, Brandon Bishop. Brandon? Hey, what's up? A lot to to cover in today's episode. Uh, First and foremost, I say most of our listeners are looking forward to the Aaron Allen versus Blake Kellogg, also known as the Rowdy Rooster, that matchup, which will be February See, 4th I don't in even Shepherdsville. Know his name. Blake Kellogg. I only know him as the Rowdy Rooster. It's Rowdy time. Yeah. You know where Kellogg's, you know why Kellogg's cornflakes were invented? Uh, was it for like tuberculosis people or something? Uh, it was something about boners, wasn't it? Seriously? Really? Masturbation, yeah. Masturbation. Can you Google oh, it? Stop the masturbation. Yeah, it was something weird. Like, eat a good breakfast and you want him to beat off. I don't know. Google, Google like, uh, I like Kellogg's cornflakes. You know, I don't do it so much anymore because I'm a little bit older, you know. I guess I'm eat not. Eat cornflakes? No, beat off. Like, oh. No, I mean, morning, morning, morning beat off. I used to beat off every morning. Yeah. You used to? Yeah, every morning. How many days in a row do you think you did that? In my early 20s? A lot. What, you you, you had to guess off. at your record. Like, how many times? How many consecutive days did you beat off in the morning? I don't know. I mean, a lot. Most mornings. Maybe 20 days in a row? Probably. I okay. don't know, you know. But I, like, I, like I said, I don't do that much anymore. I mean, I still will. Don't jack up. I don't as much anymore. But I, I remember when I was got going with it, you know, I, I had some big days. <laughs> do you think oh, yeah. Do you think your mom's therapy session can hear us now? Yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, why did you do that? Like, shout, out, the- shout out to Heidi Solars Coots. Uh, sent some referrals for yeah, her way. That's yeah, my mother. She works literally next door. They're probably going to, uh, she's probably hear me and be like, he needs to be in here. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> my we mom tried that. to volunteer 
to give Daryl Ray therapy for free. Oh, she did just to get into the head of Daryl Ray. No, I think she pants. wanted to help him. Yeah. Oh, Does he need oh help? yeah. Does he need help? I think he's fine. I think he's fine. <laughs> I think she just wanted to hook up. He's got. He's 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 kind of more of a businessman now, working these jobs. And makes you know, a lot of money. Makes a lot of money. Always got, very highly always paid. Got stacks. I've always seen him with a bunch of one hundreds. Yeah, he does all right. So, uh, tactically, Rooster versus Aaron Allen. Uh, Rooster sitting at six and six in his amateur career. Aaron Allen is. Three and five. To be fair, Aaron's lost to some studs. You know, lost yeah. to Ken Beverly. That's the one yeah. that pops out to me. That was back in 2015, though. But, I mean, uh, Aaron Allen's been around for a while. People in Louisville know Aaron Allen at least knows how to fight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he knows how to fight. Right. Nobody, thinks he, nobody in Louisville thinks he's like a, a joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been teaching kickboxing for a long time now. Working on his game, too. Uh, so, earlier... When we were talking about their ground game, we said they're both purple belts, and Kelly said that he thinks that Aaron would completely destroy, just utterly annihilate Rooster well, on the ground. Correct. It, I do I do think Aaron – I'm guessing. I, I've never even rolled with Aaron. If, but I've just talked to people like Lance and people who've rolled with Aaron Jiu-Jitsu for years, and like, I don't know how great he is. But like, if you've rolled with people like that for years, I have a feeling you have an advantage on Rooster. Well so, – with that being said, do you think the kickboxing thing, do you think that comes into play with a stand-up? Who do you think gets the better on the stand-up? I think Aaron should be a lot technically better from what I've seen. Technically better, but does does reach matter that much? I mean, it can give you problems, but, you know, you know the thing about that is, like, you know, does he know how to use it, you know? Because he, he, he gets in a lot of wild exchanges. He does. He'll, he'll be turning his back and shit. Yeah, We've yeah. watched his fight. We've all watched his fights yeah, on YouTube, yeah, yeah. right? But you're, to make a point about the grappling, though, he has that has been the way he's lost. Okay. You know what I mean? If you look at somebody like, how has this guy lost? It's been mostly grappling. So you like to think maybe his stand-up is, he's unorthodox, and he's good. And, you know, from his Facebook post the other day, he's using 20%. That's true. Check that. He said, I'm using 20%. I've only shown 20% on purpose because he don't want the next guy knowing what he has. So, you know, that's something right there. I've never heard of that. That's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooster's on a two-fight uh, winning streak. He won in November via dis- split decision over Anthony Carroll. And then he won uh, January 7th over, over Jamie Tiggs with a rear naked choke. Now, Jamie Tiggs was 0-4 headed into that fight. So, I mean, I you know, it's difficult. You guys yeah. know better than I do. Uh, so uh, what what a record even means? He, I don't know. Pre, he's pretty active, too. That's that's one thing he does have an advantage over Aaron, where he's had just a lot of fights a lot lately. You know what I mean? And that does matter. And he's supremely confident. The rooster's confidence is through the roof. He thinks he's, he's cocky. He's cocky. You know, and like that's an advantage. That I've seen. I've seen a lot of people with. You know, if you believe in yourself, that, that, that makes a difference in that fight, especially when, like, times get tough. That's an interesting part of it. I've, of course, never and he's really competed the, in any combat and, thing. You guys have. Does it matter getting psyched out before you go in there? I mean, I think, you know, not or be, necessarily. Or gassed up. Not necessarily psyched up, but, like, if you're confident you can win, 
You know, because if you lose that confidence in a fight, if you lose that confidence, which I've had happen to me, where I'm like, damn, I'm going to lose. And then you lost. Yeah, and it zaps you, you know what I'm saying? But then I've had other times where I've just went in the fights that maybe I was supposed to lose on paper, but I just knew I wasn't going to lose. And I fought a lot better. You know, I'm not saying I haven't lost fights that I walked in there knew and I knew right. I was going to win, thinking I'm going to win no matter what. Right. Because that's how I used to think, too. When I was, like, younger, I was like... Oh, I got I this. I didn't give a shit if it was, you know, back in the day, I used to say, like, dude, I'll fight your favorite right now. Right. You know, and he was top shit, and I'm like, I think I can win. I think I can find a way to win, you know? Yeah. You probably meant that. I meant that. Yeah, yeah. I meant that then. Like, people might be looking on the outside like, this dude will beat the piss out of you. Right. And he might have very well just beat the piss out of me real quick, but in my mind, right, I believed I could win somehow. You know, I'll, I'll pull it off, whatever it is, you know? Right. Like he, so the Roosters got that going for him. He's got, like I said, grappling. He claims to be a purple belt, too. I haven't really seen it I've heard him say that he wrestled in high school also. He's got some wrestling. You know, it depends how it shakes out, you know. Was it in a backyard or was it actual high school wrestling? Yeah, his high school was in a backyard. He was wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He was a backyard wrestler in high school. (laughs) Backyard wrestling, dude. I never got into that, did you? No. Yeah, a little bit when I was younger. You did? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have. Out in Shepherdsville. Like, but we weren't like put on a show. We were just hitting each other and knocking each other. Just or, working or, on the moves. Like, yeah, just kind of doing silly shit. Like, we weren't really trying to do personas and shit. Sorry to interrupt, but my job as the host is to present breaking news when it presents itself. Uh-oh, what okay. do we got? Uh, recently a- on the Rowdy Roosters uh, wall, public wall, Rowdy Rooster the God. Now, I have no way of verifying if this is his real account. It may be an imposter. Maybe a fan account, too. It may be a fan account is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yes. Uh, commented on his public wall. Okay. Are you guys friends with him? Check it out. Yeah, I, my phone's dead. You got an iPhone charger? iPhone now? charger right here. Okay. Because right, cool. he, he has me blocked. <laughs> he blocked you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't look at his shit. Why? Wow. Because <laughs> I kept trying to talk. I wanted to be friends with him. Oh, I remember when this went down. He yeah. was too Stay good in your for lane, He Kelly. hates me. He, he was too good for He you. threatened to sue me. Anyways, anyways, guys, I have had reported to me now uh, uh, within the past literally four minutes. Yes. uh, Rowdy Rooster made a post saying, so my opponent Aaron Allen is backing out. Oh, Oh, looks like the fight's off. Sorry, fight fans. I know you wanted this and to get rowdy. Then he posted a screenshot of what Aaron had messaged him about how he wanted to delay the fight till Bowling Green. Can you read that? Can you, yeah, you want to read it, I BJ? Can. Okay. Hey, coming to you man to man, would be willing? Would you be willing to push the fight back to April on Bowling Green? I hate to ask and don't want to make excuses, but I have a lot going on right now. That really sucks. Let me know what you think because I still would like to make it happen. I've already talked to Hard Rock and he has no problem with it. Well, it appears that the fight we're talking about is off, <laughs> or at least delayed. At least delayed, but you know. You don't know what's going on in people's lives, so I mean, I, I can kind of understand. Yeah, that, you know? yeah. I mean, you know, and it's an amateur fight. You know, you're not really worried about getting paid. I could see being like, "Hey, I can't make it happen." Yeah, when you ain't I'm really okay. sure on the money. Do you think that has anything to do with the reason why he couldn't be here today? Probably. He posted it six minutes ago, and he was going to be here. So that's right. probably what it is. But you know, like it could be the post that the rooster made about the twenty percent. Could have scared him. Aaron was game planning for what he knew about the rooster. He thought but rooster he was going 100%. He assumed it was 100%. You right. know, if the rooster's going 20% every fight. 
Now, what know. what does that mean? You think it means he what? can do the same stuff he already does, just better? Or it means the rooster is holding out on some crazy techniques, like a, a high crotch into a double. Oh, probably a little of everything. Could, could just dominate Power, the wrestling speed, world. technique. Well, from what I've seen, if he's going 20%, okay, his 20% is about 5% of a good fighter. So if he goes to 100, oh, okay. he's still only 20% of a good fight. Wow. <laughs> you heard it first right okay. here, I'm folks. Just kidding. Okay, so the Aaron Allen versus Don't Rooster thing might be squashed. So this is what yeah, a timely yeah. episode we got here. Yeah, but do you think that, do you think we can get BJ matched up with him now? I'm scared, dude. BJ's pro. Yeah, I'm too scared. Well, we could do a grappling well, match, what though. What fight yeah, was this at? <laughs> it was February. That'd be cool. It's yeah. up, dude. I'm not grappling Rooster. I'm scared, man. That would be a, that'd be a, that would be a hit, though. Yeah, I oh think, yeah. I think I could beat him though, honestly. Listen, man. He's there's one thing I do good. have to say about the rooster is that people are going to want to go see the whatever rooster. it is he's oh, doing. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're going to the local well, scene. He's a good thing, even if they're going I mean, to see him lose. Tickets, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He's got that Daryl Ray thing. He's the new Daryl Ray. <laughs> he is because like I don't think he's banged as many women as Daryl Ray. No, I'll just I'll just throw no. that out there. I did see he got in trouble. Or as many dudes. Did you? Did you? I don't know if y'all follow the rooster as closely as I do, but uh, I don't. I blocked. Okay, <laughs> it was a few months ago. I can't remember. You know, timelines are weird. His uh, his girlfriend broke up with him and like shared a bunch of like yeah stuff that you know she was mad about, and it was like his porn searches. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like stepmom stuff. It was like regular yeah. stuff. But what happened was she, I think, got a hold of his account and posted on his account as yeah, if it yeah, were him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. But I'm thinking like she's this mad about like normal shit. Like if you get on Pornhub, you're gonna run into some. I don't know if y'all have got on Pornhub lately, but it's a lot of stepmom. What, what well, if yeah, if you right don't, so if you're not searching for something, the yeah. the main page is like step bro, step sis, yeah, step mom, step. Like, so he's he's got a lot of. I thought he got a lot of heat on that up for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about this, though. How bad that? Like, what if your porn history gets revealed, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants their porn history revealed, you know, really? Yeah. That'd be a rough day. Yeah. You're just at for work. anybody. You're like, just chilling, and, yeah, you, and then someone texts you, hey, why did you post this on Facebook? They got, like, your whole, like, everything <laughs> you watched, you know? Just when you, like, got curious. That one time like, you were drunk and curious, and yeah, just like, oh, let's see. Oh, let's mid- see. Ah, ah. Let me see the midgets, you know what I'm saying? Right. Keep looking at it, though. Yeah. Which the midget oh God, porn, you know, is Bye. like a, Speaking of which, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Midget porn? I got to stop the train. No, 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 no. That story. We broke the news. That story, the no, the baddest bish. Or whatever you said, don't look at this and posted it in the. Oh uh, yeah, was yeah. that you? I'm the one who shared that. Did you look at that story? No, I, I, I found in your mom's house podcast uh, Facebook group this this link and it said, "Do not click on this." Okay, I'm like, you know, I don't have anything else going you on. Had to click on it. I'm clicking on it, and it's a, a big, pretty thick looking Hispanic female. But when you click on it, you're like, oh, so then naked, and oh, he takes the shirt off. And this is on Facebook, takes nonetheless. The, takes the shirt off, and then the pants, just huge dick. Okay, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I said, dude. That's good comedy. I, I shared it in the Kelly Patrick Show group. Got Apparently got a lot of people. Brandon, you you looked at it. Facebook. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> um, Dylan Vincent also saw it, and I believe said he would. He said he would, you know, yeah. which is cool. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've heard that from a few people, like tits and a dick, bonus, you know? The best of both worlds. <laughs> you could you could reach around and pretend it went all the way through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's, that's just... pretty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But 
I was yeah. surprised that it was on Facebook too. As well. Oh, my Facebook's getting getting wild. Oh, it was yeah. full on like. What do you mean it's getting wild? Just you can find a lot of stuff like that on Facebook. Oh, really? Like on I, the stories, maybe is what you mean? Oh, because that no. was all on stories within twenty four like, hours. That was all gone. I think I kept going back to it. He said within twenty four hours. <laughs> I, I think it's mostly like group pages, but like I follow this group page because it's like kind of funny and it was like weirdest things that make you horny. <laughs> You know, and I followed it because I was just curious. You know, I'm a degenerate, you know. But, like, they have a lot of stuff on there. It's just, like, straight up porn. And you're like, dude, it's like a little video. You know, it's like just like that. It's like, dude, this isn't shouldn't be allowed. Twitter has, for the longest time, had that. And supposedly also child porn. Twitter oh, wow. supposedly oh, wow. has also had child porn. That's no good. I don't know if they do right now, actually. I think maybe they buckled down once Elon took over, I think. I would uh, hope. But, but it was supposedly a wow. thing at one point. But I have seen actual, like, porn. Wow. Yeah. What is that? Got some kind of amber alert? Probably. No, a golden alert. What's that mean? Read it to it's us, the old people. Hey, if you're Call part of the live audience, uh, go ahead and type in the comments there and tell us what kind of porn do you watch? Yeah. What do you search in, search in porn? It's a hub? golden alert. Don't mind us in here. You guys continue with your therapy. Jim Nicholson from <laughs> Union County, Kentucky. Jim is five foot nine inches tall with white hair. He is driving a silver Chevy Impala. Kentucky license plate 108ZRK. All right, you heard it here first on the Kelly I mean, That's Patriots. crazy. Okay, so so the main thing we were going to talk about in the episode, I think, was Aaron Allen versus the Rooster. But we yeah. got the breaking news. It's pretty cool to get the scoop like that, uh, fresh on the. We get yeah. our reactions yeah. right after that. That massive. Which fight I'm of the bummed out. I'm, I'm pretty bummed out about it because that was who else is on the card? Because I was kind. I mean, it's there's a, a lot of five hundred two guys. Um, yeah, a Torian Cook from LCA. yeah. And we got uh, Nicholas Maupin is getting back in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't stand anymore. Cameron Sullivan against Nathan, Nathan Haddad in a uh, grappling match. That's going to be pretty cool. That'll be a good one. Now, now Nathan Haddad is like a top ten brown belt in the world. Yeah, he's but pretty good. Cameron Sullivan has not competed near as much, but from what I've been told, he's, he's a purple real, belt too, right? He's a purple belt. Yeah, he's legit. But but he's real good at leg locks, is what they say. So yeah. you know that could be a neutralizer, right? Yeah, if that's your yeah. special. Yeah, special it definitely team. brings a different element to the game too. No gi. Todd Pickett against Matt Harrison. That'd be a good one too. Yeah, yeah. that's a blue belt. That's versus a good. A that's a, a good, black belt. Which is be wild because Todd's better than a, bl- a blue belt. In my yeah. Opinion. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That'd be a huge feather in Todd's cap if he can. Take because Matt's pretty good. You guys, pretty good. you guys would both agree Todd's probably above average blue belt for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, you yeah. still suck. Yeah, thank you, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, Justin Thompson against Tyler Stevens. Now that must be a different Justin Thompson than the one that trained with Holbrook. Yeah, it must be. Okay. Actually, no, that's him. That's him. He fought Trey Wills, Neil Mullins. Yeah, he's on a little bit of a losing streak there. Yeah, he is. That doesn't make him bad, though. It says O and O there against Tyler Stevens. That doesn't that doesn't make him bad because you know, like you get a you you can get three tough fights, especially if you pick up a few wins. You know, you're sitting at like five and one, and then you know I you thought can, about that. You, know, it you fight make MMA, you, yeah, you can yeah. lose. Yeah, especially you know if you're I mean? fighting good opponents. Now, if you look at the opponents and be like bum bum bum, then you can kind of be like, okay, maybe you're a bum too. You know what I mean? Right. Um, another guy on the, the card is we have Nicholas Mondelli against a guy with an Asian name. He Tien, fights a Tien, lot. Yeah, Mondelli does. He's six and eight yeah. as an amateur. He's dropped three in a row. Mondelli goes wild. He he's does. A wild, he's an entertaining fighter to watch. I interviewed him once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and he he he's got that real strong New York accent. And real he throws thick. he throws heat like that's it. I mean, exciting guy to watch for. Real. I was there for his first first time. He stepped into an MMA cage, oh, wow. and um, it was against Taylor Wood. And I remember watching Mondelli. He looked like a power lifter coming in. He yeah. was like all hyped up, walking around, looked stiff. And I was like, wow, this guy's all hyped up. And then Taylor Wood got in, just ice water in his veins. Josh Johnson guy. Hasn't fought much, but he just had a martial artist type, you know, body language. And um, he just TKO'd him. Like, just wow. pretty quick. seconds? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Twelve seconds. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyways, Mondelli re- devoted himself to it, and he, oh yeah, he, you can he's tell. He's a legit fighter. Oh, you can tell from uh, his body. Like he he has dropped three in a row, but like you can tell, like he's dropped. He went down. I think he's fifty five now, right? Mm-hmm. I think that first fight was at fifty five. Oh, was it? Because I maybe I, it was seventy. He's maybe got a 70. lot leaner. That was one fifty five. His most recent fight was at one fifty five. It may have been seventy then. Let's see. That was at 170 for yeah, Taylor he's, Wood he's when he made his Yeah, he's got a lot debut. leaner. Yeah. Well, he looked even pretty strong at the beginning, but he looks more like a fighter now. Yeah, yeah. That kind of happens to people if they really are training, like, diligently. You'll, you'll see a lot of guys, especially, like, even, like, guys that are, like, pros. Like, if you look at, like, Tito Ortiz, like, his first couple UFC fights, and then look at him, like, 10 years later. He's okay. just a lot leaner, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, less, you know, he was more like, you know, show muscle. That'll kind of go away. You you guys think you can look at someone, a guy walks in here, you know, takes his shirt off, looks strong. You guys are pretty good at telling by physically looking at him if he's a fighter or just like a weightlifter? Mm. It's more about their mannerisms, I think, the way they move than it is about their physique. Okay. Because I've seen fighters of all different physiques. Mm. I mean, I've seen guys that look like fat slobs that are actually legitimate decent fighters Dude, because I'm here. of the way they move. I'm here right now beside you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, uh, yeah. And the other way around, you know, yeah. like I've seen guys oh, yeah. that are just ripped lean and look good, and you're like, yep. this dude couldn't. Yep. He couldn't do shit. But do you know by looking at him? I don't know. Nah, it's different. So, okay. Yeah. So you basically, the moral of the story is you don't fucking know. I mean, maybe if they right. start shadow boxing or something, then yeah. I'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah. he looks okay. You know? You can't really tell. You can't even really tell by hitting mitts. I've seen people on the mitts look great, and then they get in a fight and they suck. I'm sitting right here, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And then I've seen people that suck hitting mitts. You see them warming up, and you're like, this dude ain't shit. And then they get in there and fight, and it's good. You never really can tell. I think Chuck Liddell was kind of like that. Like, he wouldn't look that smooth ever on the mitts, I don't think. And then he'd get in there and just dot it up. I tried to buy some Chuck Liddell signed shorts on a. On eBay, but it, it it didn't get really high. But I was just like, I, I, I it didn't matter to me that much. How high did it get? I think like it was like eighty nine dollars when I was like, Fuck that's not this. bad. I no, mean, no, shit. If you go to like, buy a pair of sprawls, that's well, sixty that's, bucks. And see, they were signed. They were like the Iceman shorts. And I, I yeah. seen them, and I was like, this would be cool to have these pair of shorts. Yeah. But you cannot find a pair that's not signed. So some of them are going for like one ninety nine. Sure. You know, and like, but it was an eBay auction. I guess somebody's got a lot of them. But these got the certificate and everything, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this would be cool to have, but what would you yeah. do? Would you put them in a... If you got them for 100 bucks, would you put them would in Would you a wear hole? them? Display at the gym, you know? That's what you probably do, but yeah. I kind of want to wear them, you know? But right. then you're like, I'm ruining the Chuck Liddell right. signature, you know? But I was like, always a big Chuck Liddell fan. I got those uh, Forrest Griffin autographs yeah, 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 gloves yeah, yeah, that yeah. I put up there at the gym. Something and, like you know. that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, Yeah. But, like, they got gloves for Chuck Liddell, too, that are, like, yeah. 
reasonable. You know, of course, Chuck Liddell's still alive. You know, that's kind of how sports memorabilia works anyway. Like, if the guy is alive and he signs a lot, you know, I think somebody said that about, like, Joe Frazier or something. Like, Mike Tyson, for example. You can mm-hmm. get a lot of Mike Tyson stuff for, like, reasonably cheap because he's yeah. just – they're bringing in truckloads and he's sitting there like, I'll sign it, I'll right. sign it, I'll sign it. You know what I mean? He's just ripping off signatures, but then if you got a guy that's dead or didn't sign that much, then it's worth a lot more. Supply and demand. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because now you got these companies like the PSA or whatever, you know what they call it? They're just like sending Chuck Liddell like probably like fucking 85 pairs of shorts. Let me send you 200 pairs and we'll give you, I'll give you 10 grand to sign all these shorts or whatever they might give him. And he's just sitting there. Doo, 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 doo. Right. Send them out. Other fights on the card, we have William Connor Jr. fighting Alexi Atunin. Yeah, William Connor, he's he he's pretty good too, really. I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is it the same guy I'm thinking. Yeah, What's yeah. He says he's one and two. Yeah, that's pro. That can't. Oh, he's it's a pro fight. Yeah, he yeah, lost he did to Derek Overstreet. He beat Aaron Allen and the Rooster. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. He he lost to Peyton Hughes, but can we? Oh, you know what's last... interesting about Peyton Hughes? Can we see his fight with Rooster? Yeah, his, I'm sorry. Yeah, good, his, good call. His last fight, too. Kellogg's were for erections, it says. I Googled it. To stop them? To stop, to prevent erections. Whoever said that? Yeah, that Hell, I'm not eating them again. Why They're good with sugar, though. Why would you want to? Just stick to the, uh, what is it? I don't, just, I'm not no, going to try to eat some shit to that, stop that, erections. No, that, that, what is that? What do they call it? That thing you get, it's kind of like gas station boner pill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the dick honey? The dick honey thing. Yeah, I'll put yeah, the yeah. dick honey on my waffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of. You've dick never honey. heard of dick honey, no. dude. You got to try it, dude. I was introduced. It it's pretty good, really. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I got mean, uh, Chance Beck and uh, Keith Cottle watching with us, and Robbie Connor, I believe, is, okay. is with us on the live video. All right. If you, you guys want to chime into the conversation, type something into the, uh, to uh, the messages there, and I'll be able to see that and read it off on the show. Have you guys ever tried any gas station boner pills? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> and no. what I, kind of porn do you look at? I really haven't, honestly. I haven't really done that. I mean, I've seen them a lot, but then, like, I did. Somebody did turn me on to the honey. And was me like, too. I've only did me it, too. like, a couple times. It works. But, like, it yeah, works, it works dude. Yeah. It, it works, dude. Like, it's one of the proven. Yeah. It works. I've never needed it. But you so. got You got to go. But if you I've, don't need it, then it works even more. Well, here's the thing. When if I you, mean, if you, did John if you don't Jones, need it, you, did you John take Jones, it and then you have normal sex, and you're like, this didn't do anything. And then you're laying in bed, and you just, just get a fucking huge <laughs> rock-hard dick. And it's just <laughs> it for a few hours. Did John Jones yeah. need steroids, boys? No. Probably did not. Need steroids? Did it make it better? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look Did at this guy, cocaine? savage. Look at these Rowdy Rooster shadow boxing. He doesn't look as good shadow boxing. It's, it's like some typical Decep- fighters. Think it's deceptive, though? His head is fucking huge, though. Look at the- He looks like Lurch. <laughs> he has a giant head, even for his body. I mean, think about that. A dude is six foot five, and his head's like looks like two feet of it. <laughs> yeah, I like when he wins and does the like uh Yeah, the wings and yeah, it, yeah, man. He's it's good shit. He's killing it. But unfortunately it appears the Aaron Allen and Blake Rowdy Rooster fight is off for Saturday. February Maybe they 4th. can do it Shame. in April. It's a little in warmer. Bowling Green. I'll take it. I'll, I'll ride out it. to Bowling Green. I'm gonna uh have a few beers. 
and enjoy the show, you know? I hope it happens. Yeah. I hope it's a warm day. I, it it may be that Aaron's taking it serious. If I were Aaron, I'd be like, I want to try my... Well, yeah, I want to make sure I win this fucking fight, To right? be fair, what is it, a week's notice? Yeah, Honestly. it was pretty minimal. And like, you it, know, it, You're right, it was just set up a few and, days ago. But why accept the fight if you're not ready, though? Okay. Well, maybe because you think you're ready, and then you get in there and train. And you're like, oh, Shouldn't I'm have fucking gassy fight. now. Maybe, but you maybe, know, maybe realistically, he accepted it, and then he goes in the gym, and that's Phil, what I Phil mean. is like, what the fuck is wrong or, with you? You're or not maybe ready for he's this. like, thinks he is, but then he gets in there and does some real hard sparring. He's like, I'm not, my fucking gas tank shit right now. All right, here we go. I mean, we got tussle, be, if the tussle fight Connor ends up Jr. happening, then all forgive Kellogg. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? If we get to see it in Bowling it's a little bit weird, too. So it looks like Connor Jr. is coming out, Southpaw. Uh, kind of stalking him down. Kellogg's against the, the cage. The way he blocks is a little bit weird. It's like a he leaves a lot of openings and not a lot of movement. <laughs> I wonder why he crossed his legs there when he was being taken down. He's Ooh, trying to punch from the from Okay, the so if you hear Connor the commentary Jr. hacker saying that. So it's not really, you know, like what would you say? How would you say this? It's not like textbook MMA. Textbook MMA moves, but that's part of his Strength is he's a he's an abstract fighter and he thinks outside the box. You know, a lot I mean, of people, I guess a lot of people can learn from this. I don't know. I just kind of weigh my <laughs> options in certain positions, and if somebody's on my back, I don't think punching them is going to be. But the best he didn't option. get rear naked choked. No, he didn't. And now he's got. But the he's arms still trapped. in the position. Yeah, true, true, true. And he's getting ready to get back one, one, Yeah, I was going to say one would debate maybe worse because he was about to get a hook in there. But no, he's. Um, oh, he's got his arm trapped right there. Yeah, so uh, if you guys watching want to enjoy this fight with us, Blake Kellogg versus Tussle Connor Jr. You on YouTube, you yeah. should definitely look this up so you guys can see what we're seeing. And uh, right now it looks more of the same. It looks like Connor Jr. has Blake Kellogg down. Well, they're getting they're starting to work his way back up, uh, but he still has his back and is still striking from behind. Yeah, he's he should be able to get up right here, honestly. Yeah, there's no reason why. But I you know, I, I, don't I don't know. Like long legs, maybe that's a disadvantage in that position. You know what I mean? Could be harder to get. Yeah, with yeah, your, get him up under you because I got like stubby ass legs. Oh, that looks a little dangerous. He he's reaching for that. Guess he's attempting a single leg. Yeah, it looks almost as if he was reaching for like a um, like a face down stapler or something there. And uh, didn't didn't quite catch the arm with with his legs, but he still got like kind of uh, like that uh, dog fight side control. I wish they. I want to see some more of the stand up. I hope this makes it forty one seconds. Forty one seconds left in the first round. Well, the the video is a total of fourteen minutes oh, long, okay. so, so it looks like we still okay. got it. We get a second round at least. All right. I hope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's surviving, though. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to him. He's staying in there. It's not like he's uh, yeah. he's giving up. He's really doing everything he can to stall the fight anyway and not get hit. He's not really doing any offense at all, but he's definitely implementing all the defense he's got to sit how, still and wait out the rest of the round. How did the takedown happen? Was it Did he get like a regular takedown? Uh, yeah, I think it was just kind of like he just drug him down. Oh, round in it. Okay, here's, cool. Here's the end of the round. They're going to go back to their corners. Because, you know, but, but like, you know, like, you know, if you take somebody down or, you know, for me, it's always been like the fights I've had where, like, people have took me down so easily. Mm -hmm. I'm no, like, it's fuck, they're taking yeah. me down again. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, like it sucks because you're like sitting there like, fuck that. You know, you know, they know how easy it was and you do too. So like, you're going to be took down. He took it with him. I really hope that he's still wearing this and that we get some audio from him. Yeah. He's, while he's wearing this. If you don't know, Kelly had to step out for a moment to get pick up one of his children from school. Yeah, he'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, we don't really need him though. This is now the, up, yeah. uh, the Bruce and Brandon show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um it looked like Gary Copeland, referee Gary Copeland was having a, a conversation with Blake Kellogg. So after where is Gary the Copeland been? I don't know. Um, he hasn't been refereeing in Kentucky. I haven't seen him around in a while. I don't know if he's working a different circuit. Yeah. Not sure. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm curious now. I know that there are a few people here uh, in Kentucky that uh, have had beefs with the way that he's called fights or or done things. I never things. did. He and was always good for me. That's what I said too. I always felt like he always made good good calls, good decisions in in my fights. Um, never had any issues with his refereeing style, but I have heard other people but say things. I do think some referees are different, like pro and Amy. They're a little fast on the Amy's. And yeah, it makes sense. It, yeah, I was going to say, these guys aren't getting paid to be there either, though. Yeah. So if they get a medical bill, not only did they have to train to get there, then they got there, and, and now they have to pay to yeah. lose. So um, I kind of agree with them stopping the amateur fights early. We don't have any rules in Kentucky that cause that, that force people to wear, like, the uh, the headgear or those shin, shin guards yeah. or boxing gloves or any of the silly stuff that they, they call for, like, in the New England states and all that. So um, – you know, at least they're looking out for fighter safety and saying, look, if you want to try it out, cool. We'll let you try it out full-fledged, just like the UFC without the elbows. And yeah. and if it doesn't work for you, then, you know, we'll know immediately. But we're not going to water it down and give you pads and all that. And then, Yeah, I'm kind of torn with the rules. What do you think about them? <sighs> so it depends. I mean, I, I think, like, a lot of people want it more, like, brutal. But I think for, like, the young fighters really trying to come up and, like, get a lot of amateur fights it's a lot rougher yeah because i've heard people say like especially like kickboxers and like boxers be like oh man this guy only had 10 amateur may fights and he he went pro and i'm like dude how many do you want him to have right you know like i've heard i've heard kickboxers be like oh man i've got i got 32 amateur kickboxing fights and i'm like yeah and 10 of them you had shin pads on right and you couldn't elbow you got 16-ounce boxing gloves on. Uh, the first 10, you had headgear till you get to the, you know, like you don't even lose your shin pads, I think, in a lot of the kickboxing, you know, A class, B class, C class. You don't even lose your shin pads to like 10 fights deep. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, we go in there with no rules except for elbows. You know, like you can get a lot of wear and tear from MMA yeah, fights, you know? for sure. And if you want them having more amateur fights, then I think the shin pads and you know the limited rules are pretty good. Okay. If if you if you're pushing for that, if you're like if you're one of the people, it's like, hey, these guys, I'm like, take your take your guys down to Florida, then take your yeah. guys down to Florida, and they wear shin pads, and like right. some of the rules in Florida were like, up to three fights, you couldn't punch them on the ground. Oh, okay. Okay, like you, it'd be a kickboxing match, standing up with shin pads, you know, of course. Gotcha. Big eight ounce gloves. And right. then when it hits the ground, it's basically a grappling match. Gotcha. You know, and if you want to protect your fighters, you can do that. If you want them to get a lot of amateur experience. But I'm not going to ask a guy to go in there and fight 20 amateur MMA fights. Right. Especially if they're good. Yeah. You know, if you got a younger guy coming up, I'm like 10. 10's good. Yeah. I think that's what I had. I, I had 
I think I went three, uh, seven and three, I think is what I went. I think I only had seven, but I was fighting really good guys at the end. Mm-hmm. And then the same guys I was fighting, you know, some of the guys I fought, they were they were like turning pro, and I'm like, they're pro. Well, if And then they were trying to match me up with like really good amateurs. And I'm like, right. I could fight worse people pro and get paid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, and I wasn't young. Hell, I didn't even start fighting. I was like 25. You know what I mean? Like right. actually competing, but but like that's always been my gripe. I've heard a lot of kickboxers and boxers try to like shit on MMA that way. Yeah. Be like, oh, these guys got six fights and they're turn pro. That's not enough experience. But like, I right. don't. You don't want to get all that mileage, especially guys that start old. Right. What do you want to start at twenty four? Yeah. And then you want to have right. what four fights a year? Right. And yeah. you know now you're twenty. You, what are you going to get 12 fights and now he's 26? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it kind of, I, I just say, and, and you know, you know how, you know, trust the coaches, trust the guys, and the, they're still bums in pro MMA. You know, yeah. you, you can match your guy with some bums and do it, but if you got a guy, you know, how I feel about like pro MMA is you better be beating the beating the good amateurs and you better be mopping the floor with, with the shitty ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're sure. in there just mopping the floor with people and you're just making them look like shit and you fought six or seven times, go pro. Yep. Go pro and find and you know, and then and do the same thing again. I think people make that mistake too when they're trying to like build like a pro fighter. Like, for example, boxing. Dude, they will have bums, man. They will straight up have bums fighting good prospects. Yeah. For like fifteen fights. Just look up any any you can you can get online. Look up Floyd Mayweather. Look up oh, Zab yeah. Judah. Look any of them up. Yeah, they're like sixteen and zero fighting a guy that's like two and eighteen. Yeah, you know they just build that record. Bums, bums, bums. They never should have won. You should have seen that takedown. Can you rewind? I'm it about have to watch it. Ten yeah, seconds, yeah. fifteen oh, seconds. Oh, he's back. But there like you know, like I think pro fighters need to do that too. Yeah. If you got a good prospect, go find some bums and get your uh, get your record up a little bit. That's what people want to see. I'm going to rewind this a, a few seconds here and see if we can't catch that takedown. Oh, a nice little trip. Was there a nice takedown, Brandon? Yeah, it was beautiful. Sarcasm. Let's take a look at We're it. in the third round of Rowdy Rooster here. Sorry, we kind of got on a tangent. That's good. That's what podcasts are for, right? Free thinking. Yeah, right? Seriously. Oh, yeah, I like it. It's a good thing. I got ADD, too. I'll jump around subjects, you know. <laughs> so this is the beginning so of the sad. third round. Okay. Um, Which, to be fair, is admirable yeah. that, that Rooster went this deep. Well, Rooster is durable. Yeah. Little trip, bam. Oh, damn, he hit his head. He's getting that ground and pound. I'm just wondering, like, I'm just not seeing the skill from Rooster. You know what I mean? Like, it, none of the stuff he's doing is orthodox. I see him making but, a lot of what I would call mistakes traditionally. Yeah. Tussle, um, Tussle Connor's pretty good. And I think and with what's a name like Tussle, he coming to beat that yeah. ass. And I think what's happening here is that it's just that his opponents aren't able to capitalize on the multitude of mistakes that he's making. You know what I mean? Well, that could have been another factor in Aaron pulling out is, uh, you know, Rooster's durable. You know what I mean? You know, you got to think, is my gas tank Big enough to take him 
if he hangs around. You know, is you anybody's it, gas tank big enough to take? You, no, I'm just know. saying, like you, you like even if you're whipping somebody's ass really good, it's still exhausting. You know, you've seen a lot of fights where the guys are like beating that ass, right? The guys are like beating that ass real good, but then they like don't finish them off, and now they're gassed out. You yeah. know what I mean? And like your tank's empty, and now this guy that's gritty. Determined. You know, he, he, Rooster's not, to be fair, he's not real uh, technical or talented, but he is going in there to try his best to win. I mean, he was trying like, to he's pop taking up right this, there. This yeah, is yeah, his yeah. moment to shine. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. he's fucking, this is his his shining yeah. moment. Yeah. So they stopped the fight um, due to strikes from the back position. Yeah. So that ends in TKO by strikes. And another factor that, you know, you can think about is, What's the pressure like on Aaron Allen to beat the the rooster? The That's roosters, true. You know? I, I I and we could joke about it, but but it's it's real. It's real. The yeah, that was kind of like when when people were saying, if you lose to fucking Kelly Patrick, dude. I'll yeah, that <laughs> was yeah. You know what? One Very time similar. I was actually offered a fight, and I was on a pretty good run. You know, and it was J.R. Hines. Oh yeah. Okay, and J.R. Hines was like two and twenty three. Mm-hmm. I remember. And I was like, no. <laughs> Give me a better fighter. And it wasn't because you didn't want another win on your record. It, was it because you didn't want to take the risk against someone who wasn't worth what it? What if I slipped on a banana That's pill? That's what you meant. Okay. Yeah, what if I slipped on a banana And, and Jared Hines wasn't ba- a bad striker. I mean, he didn't have a lot of heart. And once you got in there, I'm sure I could have beat him 100 times in a row. You know what I'm saying? Especially with getting him down, down to the ground. Yeah, but what if I didn't? And I, at the time, I was, like, trying to make a run, you know, like, I'm trying to get in the UFC. I'm trying to get, like, a decent resume. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, like, imagine if we looked up, like, some of the UFC and, like, this dude lost a guy that was 2-22. and 22. It's just a fucking stain that I didn't want. You know, it wasn't, and the money was crazy, like, J, beating up J.R. Hines' money. It was, like, yeah. 300 and 300. I'm yeah. like, uh, so, yeah, can I get a yeah. better opponent with, like, more money? You know, yeah. like, give me somebody that's worth it. Yeah. So that way people like Ruben can't accuse you of having shitty opponents. Yeah, he did, <laughs> but he had the same opponents as me. Yeah. We're fun. like, dude, we have the same resume. How can you make fun of me about that? Who, you and Ruben? Yeah, yeah. He would he would said that, and I was like, I've fought good people. I mean, some of them would beat my fucking ass, but then like like the last three, two wins he had when he was saying that was like the last fucking two wins I had, really. You know, I'm like, that's the same people I beat up, dude. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like you, you know, it's a small circle around here. Yeah, I'm like you, you know, yeah, like you, and you beat a guy's ass. You like beat a decision. Uh, you decision the guy that I beat in right. one minute and thirty seconds. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Yeah. But I think he was just trying to make me mad. He did a good job. Thing. Kind of like brought you out of retirement. The uh, yeah. Chuck, the Chuck Tito, and and. Uh, Randy trilogy type thing where one guy can beat this guy, this guy can beat that guy, that can beat you know, this guy. Like the MMA, MMA math. Yeah, it's yeah. It, you know it's just any given day. You know we're, yeah. we're all kind of in the same level ish. You know so George Foreman beat yeah. Muhammad Ali. I thought he was kind of bullying. I'm sorry, Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman. I mean, sorry, but um, but Ken Norton lost to George Foreman twice. Yeah. And you know Ali, I think won two out of three against Norton. I think. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, no. He beat Joe Frazier twice. I'm sorry, Joe Frazier, not Norton. I think is what it was. Something like yeah, that. Who did? Uh, uh, George Foreman beat Joe Frazier. He twice. beat the dog shit out of Joe Frazier. He did. 
But but that yeah. was right after I think Joe Frazier had just beat Ali. Yeah, yeah, and then Ali came back and beat George Foreman. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So the math never, you know, yeah, doesn't always add up. Yeah, Ruben, I, when that happened too, he was like picking on me, dude, because I was like, he called me out specifically by name, and I'm like, yeah. I'm the fucking worst one of all the three yeah. brothers. Why would you call me out? Why would you call the worst recently. one out? Yeah. I mean, I've been sitting on the shelf, dude. Not even in the ranks right now. What are you talking about? But, I mean, I did get in good shape and, you know, had a decent fight. You know, yeah. I had fun. I was in good shape. I had no excuses. I went hard. So I'll, I'll do it again, too. And it was a decision. You, you you lost a decision, but, I mean, it went the distance. It, you know, you didn't get finished. Yeah. It, it, right? Yeah. You were in good it shape. Was good. Yeah, it was good. What was that, 145? Yeah, 145. Well, what do you think you were you were walking around at when you agreed to that fight? I was fat. Like what? Let's let's get into the details there. Not as fat <laughs> as I am now, but uh, you fought at one forty-five. I was in the seventies. Okay, maybe one seventy-five-ish. Yeah. So you you dropped thirty pounds. Yeah, and I made weight easy. You did. You look good. Yeah, I'm. You know. <laughs> no excuses. You know, I made. I looked good. Felt good. Shit, it was good. So uh, the the rooster versus Aaron Allen fight is off. Uh, other topics. Uh, you mentioned earlier, BJ, the Tarion. Yeah, yeah. I was just thought that was kind of embarrassing. You know, because it was like all over. But I forgot he was in Indiana. I was just embarrassed for Kentucky Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because we like, you know, like outside of around this area, like there's probably a lot of places where like when he, people hear Kentucky, they think of like banjos and fucking cousin fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If we're That's being only honest. some of it though. No, but I'm saying, yeah, but like if you're like in it's, California and you hear about like jiu-jitsu in Kentucky, you probably think that ain't shit. Yeah. Right? And I think a lot of people, myself included, and you know, you you guys too, you know, have you know, worked for years to try to like legitimize the shit in MMA and jiu-jitsu. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do hey, think Kentucky, in specifically the jiu-jitsu world, probably has a better reputation right now, though. There's yeah, guys like Chewy, yeah. Joe Bays, even you oh, guys, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. in oh, all yeah. seriousness, MMA, both of you. too. You know, you like know, we I, try to... That's what I'm saying, but that took a lot of hard work and yeah, years to no, get, get out there. Yeah. And then you got, like, this goofball, you know, getting himself a black belt, you know? <laughs> Are you familiar so, with the Tarion story, Brandon? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I uh, uh, was looking into McDojo Life's page, and he recently did a story about Tyrion. Yep. Yeah, and, it was a uh, hit. It was all over, dude. Everybody <laughs> was yep. sharing it. Every BJJ group I'm in, there was memes Dean of Lister, them. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was sharing it. Famous people. I mean, Gary Tonin was on there posting it. Yeah, everybody, you know, which is fucking hilarious, dude. We should try and get Gary on the show. Yeah, That'd he's be cool. cool. He's yeah. cool as hell, yeah. You would like him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a Tyrion, you know, like, you can't, everybody that does jiu-jitsu knows you can't give yourself any belt. Mm. You can't give yourself any belt. And well, technically, the higher he it is, didn't. the more ridiculous it is. Technically, he did. didn't. He he presented his wives, plural, with their black belts when he was a brown belt. And then they in, and turn, then they like in the, turn gave him his black belt. So I that was kind this. of like the the loophole circle jerk kind I of mean, thing. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a weird, you know, what would you call it? Dichotomy, you know. Like, yes. Like jujitsu is weird because like you're you got to be a certain belt to get. You know what's the rules? The rules are pretty uh pretty Cut, fucking. They're, they're evident. We know what they are. But they are. Do we? They're loose. Oh, okay. So there's there's some subjectivity. But do we like? Okay. Can you give somebody a black belt if you're a black belt? <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you ask. And I used to hear people say there's got to you got to be two, two stripes. No, two. Two two black belts in two black belts like present. Out, okay, you know? okay. Like you gotta, you know, one guy just can't do it. You gotta have another guy. Kind of like a, you know. From my perspective, the main thing is I'm coming at it 
in all seriousness, trying to be like humble. But like, you kind of even if I know. got to the point of being a black belt, I'm not going to start like or 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 thinking I should be. Yeah, but you. I'm gotta, not going to start making my own rules. But you kind of like got to know them to be like for it to be legit, right? Know what? Like you got to either know the instructor or know the guy to be like, yeah, he's he's a black belt. He's fucking good. Like you gave Isaiah his yeah. black belt in the cage. Yeah, and you can't really, you know, you know, you couldn't really. There's not a lot of arguments. You could make Kazakh. so let's, he's fucking good. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. If you ever grapple, you'd be like, "Yeah, let's fucking yeah. guys, excellent fucking grappler." But there's some people that maybe don't compete or don't grapple, and you can be like, "Oh, he got a black belt, but uh, is he good? I don't know. Or is he knowledgeable? I don't know. Fuck, you know." Well, me, I'm I'm a good example. I'm a brown belt in Tenth Planet, but I've never like outwardly competed in jujitsu tournaments. Yeah. All yeah. of my jujitsu has been done in the cage during an MMA fight, except with the exception of our I match mean, together. I'm the same way too. Um, so you know, I mean, I used to compete back in the day, but like as far as at a high level, I've never right. really competed. So I can understand people looking at me with skepticism, going, "Is he legitimately a brown belt? Does he can you know?" Because competition in in gym level guys are two different they're two different breeds you yeah. know what i mean oh, yeah. and i don't compete uh so for me to put myself in the same group in the hierarchy with those competitors at a brown belt or a black belt level is probably not really that legitimate yeah but, i have to say uh, you know look yeah, I, but, yes but, but, i know but, the technique but, but i'm not performing I, can at i give level. a response to that if someone were to actually criticize that first i'd say is okay you think you deserve a brown belt brandon doesn't okay i'd examine them have you got how many times have you got in the cage and fought MMA and actually used your jujitsu? There's something to be said for that. BJ, there's would you agree? To that. Yeah, and, the, the and using it in a practical application. And matters. it's there's difference between you know knowledge, ability mm-hmm. to teach, sure, um, competition, guys that are competition driven. You know, because like, dude, I think I'm a pretty good grappler. Yeah, I think I'm a I think I'm a black belt, but yeah. I guarantee there's fucking Purple belts out there that will fucking dog walk me that compete right. all the time. Right. I guarantee it. You like know the Cameron saying? Sullivan's, for yeah, example. That's what He's I'm a saying. purple belt, man. He'd smash the shit out of me right that's now. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, the guys that are, but, but, you know, like my competition, my jiu-jitsu itself is not even set up to compete jiu-jitsu. Right. And that's kind I'm of what fighter. I was getting at. I'm yeah. a fighter. Right. I, I'm set up to fight. Now, if you want to fucking, you know. <laughs> and with, with that If you want to throw the though, gloves on and get down, I'll do that. But, like, you might be being grappling, but you ain't going to with my ass. We, I think it was one of the Gracies that said, if you take a black belt and you punch him in the face, he's a brown belt. If you take a brown belt and you punch him in the face, he's a purple belt. And I think that there's a little bit of truth and a lot of truth to that, honestly. Because when you watch these guys, even people who are experts in jiu-jitsu fight in MMA – even at high levels, the jiu-jitsu changes when they get punched and in the face. And it doesn't always transition. You know, and, you know, certainly doesn't. And going on to that same topic, I'm sure there's guys, I've seen guys myself, these motherfuckers can grapple, yeah. but they can't fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, and to me, it's kind of like jiu-jitsu is a fucking fighting art. What do you think about combat jiu-jitsu? I think it's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it, it changed the game and make it more realistic. For sure. I had uh, I had the privilege of hanging out with Ryan Aiken over the past weekend when I went down to the Eddie Bravo seminar in Atlanta with yeah, Sean yeah. Applegate and uh, Ryan is super cool guy super approachable. Um, somebody there in the crowd asked him if he wanted to roll and immediately he was like, yeah, sure. And they had like a little impromptu roll right there on the side of the mats and uh, it was just really cool to see that and see that level of of competition and that kind of, of course they weren't doing combat jujitsu when they just rolled, but, yeah. um, you know, still 
very approachable people. Eddie Bravo, the creator of the system, is right there to talk to people and answer questions. Sean Applegate's one of the best leg lockers in the seminar was in that room. And if you look at that photograph, I mean, it's a who's who. They said, oh, only black belts in the front. And then there's probably 20 people in that front row Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a who's who of jiu-jitsu. So that was a really cool experience for me, especially to, to get to hang out and talk to Ryan Aiken face-to-face for a few minutes and stuff. So um, I want to try and make it out to headquarters. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. Yeah, they were Legal. talking. Eddie was saying that they're going to have their um, 20th anniversary coming up in uh, in LA. And it was like, yeah, man, come on out. It's like, shit, man. I'm like, yeah, that'd that. be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be, be pretty awesome. Cool. I've never been to LA. Could you imagine the Does who's it who suck list right now them? in LA? Yeah, I think it sucks in LA all the time. But I mean, I'd say it'd be pretty cool. It, you could probably survive. What do you mean, like, suck? Like, like, is there a bunch of mask mandates and they all might sorts still of communist shit going on? They I don't know. I, I know that they are, there's people who live in Los Angeles who are trying to get people to move there from Florida because Los Angeles, California, California knows how to govern, supposedly. They want to succeed. Well, they they want to move, chip away from the country and they so want to do their own thing. They're asking Florida's advice. Is that right? No, or they're the, saying that they, DeSantis is a fascist. Move to California. Governor Gavin Newsom knows what's up. Like you're trying oh, to move, I like, see. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you listen to like Joe Rogan and Michael Malice, and like there's a bunch of people live in Austin that came from New York and L.A., and they're like, I'll never fucking go back. Mm-hmm. I'll never move back, you know? So, like, I think they are still out there doing that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Wow. But uh, it would still be fun. It's like crazy stuff, too, because like one, one, there was one law where they were like, hey, we're going to... Uh, they was talking about, this might've been a few months ago, but they was talking about shutting down outdoor dining. And then some guy in the meeting was like, Hey, there's never been anybody. There's no transmission in outdoor dining. And the, the, the councilwoman or whatever was like, it's about the aesthetic. Wow. So it's like, yeah, you're going to fucking force businesses to close and put people out of jobs because what it looks like, it's a not bad the look. facts. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. People say that. Yeah. They're people like, hey, why are we wearing masks anymore? They're like, well, I, you know, dude. I just want people to know I care. I'm like, what? Dude. Yeah. So there's no practical purpose? I, hey, listen, I just want people to know that I care. Okay, you if, don't get it. If you're still wearing a mask right now, you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I'll say it. I see them yeah. out, and you only see fucking weirdos wear masks. Just yeah. being honest. Yeah, I went into a retirement home to do a job. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And, and yeah, everybody was in there wearing masks, and I was like, are we doing this again? And then I, oh, yes, I'm in a retirement home. Okay, there's a reason for well, this. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But, that make, but general life? Yeah, man. There's still people out there that drive alone in their cars with masks on. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've what had COVID thinking? twice. I'm still wearing my mask. Like, you're good, bro. Get out. <laughs> get out in the world. Fucking clowns, man. It's wild. I mean, it, like like you said, like a retirement home, or like let's say I was going to visit somebody and they was like really old and had like fucking pneumonia or something, or like say they had like COPD real bad, like mm-hmm. throw on a mask. I don't think they, I think they already proved that masks don't do shit though, right? But people don't talk about that, you know, because it's kind of uncouth to be like you gotta be like you gotta be like the mask work, and they're like, uh, I don't think scientifically like Fauci's on there like masks don't work, y'all. They're still trying to gaslight everybody into believing that eggs cause myocarditis and that's yeah. what's going on right now. In the cold, cold snaps cause heart attacks and strokes and myocarditis. If we're on this side, record numbers. Yes, like eggs in the cold is new. Immediately, yeah, it just changed overnight. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never getting a fucking vaccine from them. Not no COVID vaccine. Brought to you by Pfizer. 
Yeah. Hey, damn, you're good at that. Thank you. The Kelly Patrick Show, Brandon's brought to you good, by Pfizer. You do yeah, have a good that voice good. for that. Yeah, Thank you. Stuff. Yeah. If, if you I know anybody that's looking yeah, for voiceovers. Yeah, if I ever need something, I'm going to be like, Dane, do it. Thank you. But, yeah, we're, now we went on to COVID. Um, brought to you by Pfizer. You, you had said good things about you attended the Sean Applegate seminar. Oh, yeah. He's fucking smart, dude. He's just a smart fucking guy. And he's got, you know, and I really liked a lot of this, you know, like, because I'm not all that smart of a guy, I will say, you know. I'm, I, what I'll say, I, I like is simple. Like, my jiu-jitsu style is pretty simple, and I, I like as simple as easy to teach and simple as easy to learn. And, you know, he had a lot of good fundamentals that he taught where he was like, yes. I can teach you a lot of moves, and, you know, then if shit doesn't work out, you're not going to be able to do this move. But let me show yep. you this, and this is good fundamentals. And I just like that. Like, a couple things he showed, I was like, damn, that's good. That's real good. Well, I haven't ever thought about that. Yep. You know, in the last seminar I went to with him, too, you know, he was working on, like, front headlock stuff and, like, Darce Choke. And, like, he showed me a lot of shit where I was like, holy fuck. I should have been doing that for years now, you know? Yeah. He's and a wizard. He really that, is. That's really, like, my stuff. You know, that's kind of, like, my jam. And, like, when you got somebody coming in a seminar and stuff that you've been doing for years that you think you're pretty good at. Yeah. And they give you a couple little tips and you're like, holy hell, that was good. I yeah. should start doing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a, he's a smart guy and yeah. understands, you know, really works a lot of... uh you know, a lot of thought goes into, like, body mechanics, mm-hmm. you know, shit I'm into. And and the cool thing was when Eddie was teaching a seminar and Sean was standing there, he was like, Sean is one of the best in the game. You know, right yeah. here. He's standing right here. One of the best in the game. And it's just cool to get that validation from Eddie in front of everybody that, like, yeah, this is the guy that the people you see on the pay-per-views, this is the guy they go to to learn yeah. their shit. And we're getting that information firsthand right from him. He's in the room looking at you, telling you, here's how I do this. Here's how my world champions do this. Here's how I taught them to do this. You know, so, and then you got the best guy, you know, in the in the system, the guy who invented it, saying he is the guy to go see for leg locks, yeah. for this, for that. And uh, it's just, it's good to have that information that we didn't, we didn't have access to that information when we first started in Louisville. Yeah, yeah. For real, yeah. And, and a lot of the things he did, too, like, you know, it's things like, oh, yeah, it makes sense when you think about it, but nobody's told me that. Right, yeah. You know, like the heavy leg, like he went over like, okay, you got to go to the heavy leg, but you're going to bring the light leg to you. Right. Like when attacking yeah. the legs, right. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you think about the movements, yeah, duh. Yeah, of course. Duh. But I've never heard anybody unless say Unless you it. articulate that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that fucking makes a lot of sense because that's how it has to be done. Right. But once you understand that's how it has to be done, then you can really work a lot of different stuff. You know, when you're like sitting there, okay, I'm trying to work on a fucking, I'm working on a little X guard here. Now I got this light leg in my hand. Yep. Now I'm going to go to the light leg and attack it. Yep. You know, without, yeah, it's pretty, especially for guys just, not as skilled, it makes it easy to learn, I think, yeah. you know. Shout out to AJ and Holly Jenkins. Um, Louisville Combat Academy seems to be doing real well. I was in there on a yeah. Monday the other day, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I couldn't even, there was just packed, that whole building yeah, was packed. a lot of people in jiu-jitsu, a lot of people in kickboxing too. Our yeah. kids' class is doing really well. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we we offer the armor combat stuff now, too, if anybody's ever interested in that stuff. I actually have a fight coming up in armor combat, full contact fight. Oh, yeah, fight. I heard about that. Yeah, it'll be in uh, at the Arnold's Medieval uh, in oh, uh, Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, in Columbus, cool. yeah. So yeah, I'll be fighting cool. at the Arnold's. It's it's a huge stage. It's one of the biggest competitions in the United States that's Do you know not your opponent, dedicated. Dude? 
No, I don't. So I'm just going to fight whoever. Is it one-on-one? Yeah, the ones I'll be doing is one-on-one, but you do have opportunities to fight as a team too. So I can sign up to fight with other guys as a team or I can fight one-on-one. So I'll be doing duels categories, which is just basically uh, sword strikes is what counts. And then I'll also be doing another category where it's basically MMA where I can punch, kick, knee, elbow, throw to the ground, punch with my shield. I can hit with my weapon, like the whole deal. Uh, basically the same way as MMA. I submit. Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed to do jujitsu, so I can't. Like, it'd be difficult to do anything with all that on. Yeah, but on the ground, I can ground strike and all that stuff. So basically, it's scored like a ten point must system. Okay, so you can like, if you incapacitate them, of course it's over. Yeah. Or they can submit just by being like, "Hey, I'm getting my ass." Yes, they can. They can take a knee, drop their weapon, or they can, you know, and and of course you can still knock people out. Doesn't some of the rules too, like if you fall down. In some of the ones? In some of the fights, yes. So if it's a team battle and I knock you down, you're you're considered you're dead. So that's a good technique to try to knock people down. Yeah. Like yeah. a little triple up and shit. Yeah, if I can, yeah, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and even if it's in a, like a what they call a pro fight where it's MMA style, um, basically whoever gets the takedown is is in pretty good control yeah. of that fight. Because so. I could imagine it be, might be a little difficult like as far as maneuverability once you fall down with all the armor. Yeah. Yeah, when you got somebody on you, it's... I mean, sure, you practice, but, like, still. Yeah. And and I've heard that, too. Like, um, you know, I'm sure you've researched this, too. But, like, I've heard that, like, back in the medieval days, the armor was so fucking heavy. Like, if you fell off your horse, if you were, like, a nobleman, mm-hmm. like, you're fucked. Well, I like, don't know. Have they you ever jump felt... on you and try, like, stab in the little hose. Yeah. Like, have they, you they felt my armor? Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's, heavy. It's identical to what they would have worn. Yeah, it's yeah. made the same way out of the same materials. That's pretty heavy. It my total kit from head to toe weighs about 75 80 pounds. And it's To it, me that sounds heavy. And it I mean it is when you when you talk about um the weight itself like you feel it but it's distributed over your body in such a way that like you know, I'm not carrying uh, an 80 pound sack yeah, or an 80 yeah, pound yeah. backpack. I've yeah, got it's not dead weight. You're I've the got one 16 pounds part. on my head yeah. and 10 pounds on my arms. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, you can move pretty well, even though it's heavy. It's not yeah. too cumbersome. Okay. So it's got to be designed that way too. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much did your whole suit cost? Um, you can. You can't say his wife might be listening. No, she she <laughs> bought a car without my permission, so I'm good. Yeah, I could buy two or You're three like, suits. I'm good. Yeah. Let's, let's um, throw everything out there. Let's so hear, let's hear um, about it all. You can get them as cheap as you know, like. You can buy stuff used and find kits for twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe if you find something that's used that fits you, um, but. If it's something that you're having, like I did, which is custom made for me, I sent a photo to someone in the Ukraine and I said, I want this made in these measurements. And my kit cost me about four grand, a little over $3,600. And then I, got, I bought the shield and the weapons and things like that too. So altogether, maybe $4,200. Okay. Um, and that's a, that's a pretty hefty price tag that's much more expensive, more than double what most people can pay to get invested in the armored combat sure, version yeah. of the sport. But um, how long ago did you get it? Uh, let's see. Probably, I had my entire kit together around 2020. Okay. Did, did Ben Sargent ever buy a suit of armor? So he already had some armor when I started talking to him, okay. and he was interested in checking out some armor combat stuff. And I actually sent him to some people and said, you know, go check these guys out. So he, okay, I didn't even know you guys had talked about it. Yeah, and um, 
he said that he had a bad experience. Maybe he, I think he sent his armor off to somebody to be like taken apart and cleaned up and reassembled. And apparently that person took a very long time and never reassembled his stuff. And uh, so he was just like, you know, I can't even get into it if I wanted to because my armor's gone. He was expecting it to be like a, a, a furries type thing where people show up and bang each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm shooting for. I've got a convention tomorrow. Oh, um, I was like, for real? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I mean, I'm sure that I'll exists. Come watch it. Yeah. It has to exist. <laughs> the amount of people just, just watch. Okay. Come on over. Yeah. Um, so I think we got about 50. What, what 50. was the price tag? Oh, 42. Yeah, uh-huh. to, and Not that's that about bad. double what you can get one at. I mean, you're worried about two Ukraine. grand. But I Ukraine. guess it's like any kind of tool or anything. You got to pay for the good shit. Well, I mean, I well, so I went overboard. The- I went overboard. I, I got the I got the Versace, and, and you I'm can saying, you yeah. can go with some Wrangler shit and be perfectly fine and look can just you get as some good. Gold shit? Uh, yeah, man, you can get stuff. Come I mean, it won't actually be gold, made <laughs> hey, of gold, but hey, it can be gold-plated. Just come out looking just fresh as a motherfucker and gray all over, and then you Dude, just suck ass. You there's, just get knocked out. It's funny because there's some people that actually do that. They go, they get, like, super invested. They buy this, like, super awesome gothic armor, and they come out there looking, like, fucking just beautiful, and then just get wrecked. You guys have <laughs> probably seen people, seen people do that in jiu-jitsu. Oh, New yeah. guy sure. starts out, comes in, comes in with the like, fanciest shit ever. He got oh, a, yeah. like, showy row $600 gi. Like, dude, you're not. Oh, I had a guy kickboxing one time. I was like, this dude just signed up. This was years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't in our gym. But, like, dude came on. He had, like, a pair of, like, winning gloves. And I'm like, them are, like, three to $600 gloves. Jeez. I've never had a pair of winning gloves. Okay? Why not? I just don't want to spend $300 on gloves, you know? What's the most you've ever paid for a pair of boxing gloves, Brandon? Um, probably eighty bucks. Okay, yeah, that's probably about where I'm at. But like, anyways, he comes in there and he's got these gloves on. I'm like, Damn, did he have hands though? No, he just started. He he was a regular, just started guy. And I was like, damn, man. He was like, I had a little extra money. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then he trained for like two months. Yeah, and I yeah. Came yeah. back and I was like, dude, where are these gloves? That's the risk. Because I want them, and they wear out. You know, like not all gloves wear out, right? But like, dude, I'm. I mean, I'm sure they're good, but, like, I just can't justify. Now, if I was, like, fucking Floyd Mayweather. If you're worth $5 million, that's my number. If I was worth $5 million or more. You would buy you 600 pair of gloves? I would do some fancy shit. But yeah, it, I, I would, would have to be net worth $5 million. So what do you think is better about a glove that costs $120 versus a glove that costs $80? Uh, well, I, do, I did recently get a glove deal. I went into this Amazon store, like the Amazon, you know, and they had Hayabusa, and a lot of them were T, yeah. T the T3, like, and I got like six or seven pairs for 150 bucks. No they shit. They a bag, brand new with tags. Wow. I, I got a pair I, for 20 bucks off of them. I gave Isaiah, nice I gave Isaiah a pair, okay, didn't look them up, just like here, and then a couple people... Uh, Trevor, I get, Trevor got a pair. Graham got a pair because I just was like, "Hey, anybody want to buy these gloves for what? I, what it cost me to get them?" But like the ones Isaiah got were two hundred dollars. Wow. The ones I got were one hundred eighty nine dollars. Wow. The ones Trevor got were one hundred fifty dollars with the tags on them. Where was this on the website? It was a uh, online. No, it was a. It's called this and that. It's out. It's out in Mount Washington. Wow. You know that people buy like the Amazon pallets or whatever, like the return yeah. pallets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I go in there and I'm looking around and the dude has a Habusa Gi, which he might still have it. It was like A2, but it was like 50 bucks. And I was wow. like, hey, let's, I was like, and 
or I asked him the price and he was like, Oh, fifty bucks. It's probably hundred and seventy dollar gig, you know, they're kinda high shit. Yeah. But uh so I would never buy a hundred and eighty nine dollar pair of gloves, you know. But I like to buy good ones, but not that good. But I asked him about that and he was like fifty bucks and I'm thinking like, dude, I got like three geese. I'd just be silly to buy another gee for no damn reason. But then he was like, I got boxing gloves. Would you like to you think you'd be interested in buying them? And I'm like, uh, let me look at them. And he brings like a garbage bag out, like a black garbage bag. And like opens it up and like looks in and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like. <laughs> I'll take them all. I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking like dude's going to tell me like 50, 60 bucks a pair, you know, kind of like the gee deal, you know. And he was like, I don't even know where to sell them. Would you, would you give me 150 for all of them? And I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> Bought them, you know. Sure and will. then I just showed them, I just sold them to a few people at the gym just for yeah. what it cost me to get my money back. And oh, I got, yeah. I basically got a pair of fucking, you know, I don't need them all. I should have just kept them all. Yeah. Because like, do, they do wear out. They do wear out. Yeah. I should have just kept them all and just wore them separate days just to, like, flaunt <laughs> flaunt my money in people's face. You Constantly know? be telling people I only paid $7 for this pair. No, I would yeah. lie. I would be like, yeah. I paid, and I, like, throw them in the trash. $150 each pair. You would claim that you paid the sticker price. Yeah, I would yeah. be, like, with the shoes, you know, be like, I throw them in the trash. I only use gloves one time. Yeah. Michael Jordan would do that. He'd wear his shoes for his basketball games one game, and then I think he'd give them away. Well, I was going to say, if he was to give them away, they could sell them to charity and be like, oh, they got Michael Jordan's sweat on these. They were game used. Well, I I wonder about that. You know, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because I've seen where a guy, like, does shoes. He, like, paints the shoes, and he was trying to give some. I don't – you know, I'm not really big on pro basketball, but, like, he was trying to give some to somebody. I think it was – Whoever the star for the Raptors is, or whatever, or Gri- Grizzlies, Joe, John jo- Morant. Yeah, he was making a pair of shoes for him, and he was like, "I'm gonna take him to him." It's, it's, it was his shoes, his size, you know, his signature shoe. But the dude like painted like big, made it real cool, and he was like, "I'm gonna take him and see if he'll wear them for the game." And I'm thinking like, I like shoes broken a little bit. You know, would you put on a new basket pair of basketball shoes and play your basketball game, and then? want to wear another new shoe next time or would you kind of want it like broke in a little bit right if you were used sense. to wearing a new pair each game though i guess you'd kind of get it you know yeah. it seems like a serious thing like in basketball yeah. like your shoes i agree i i don't think i'd wear if i were playing a basketball game i don't think i'd wear a brand new pair of shoes to play an important game yeah i'd want to like break them in like when they start wearing start feeling like di- but you know i don't know i never played basketball competitively so so what would you do just wear your regular basketball Shoes around town, like when you're walking, no, just to break them no. in. Wear them in practice. No, yeah, but then, it, practice but then you're games. practicing in new shoes. That's okay, but I'm talking about in a serious game. And yeah, like, but I mean, no, I'm saying like over time, like you get these new shoes, practicing them. Now they're broke in. I mean, you you know, I don't know. Does Chris Bowman do stuff with shoes? Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he he's paints them up and stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Bowman. He he has a bunch of nice things. He's always bringing up and shining a very nice positive light on the memory of Brandon and I's grappling match. He seems to be a big fan of the memories. He's obsessed. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. obsessed. Yeah, he loves it, and uh, he w- he really wants a rematch. <laughs> he needs to get in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Bowman. He he used to. Uh, he fought. He fought. He yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's actually how I met Chris. Yeah, was was there, and then uh, and then I found him in the bonsai world, and then I also found him in the art world. And yeah, so I've, he dabbles I've, in a lot of the same in comedy. So actually, we, we run in a lot of the same a circles. Funny story, like Chris Bowman. I grappled with Chris Bowman like twenty something years ago. Wow! Like he was like I, I like was there, and like he was like I do that shit when he was in the super fitness. No, no, it was just before that. Before man. that, it was his. We grappled at his grandma's yard. I think he's a col- was a college wrestler. 
I, yeah, yeah, I would go over there and he'd be like, I grapple, and I'd be like, I grapple too, and we would just like fucking grapple in the yard for a couple hours, you know, and like it was kind of cool. Back cool. before, like, hey, you know, back before I even trained, I was like a backyard jujitsu guy. That's me. Well, I'm just saying I'll have to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. probably wrap things up. Um, been a good time on the episode. Before we do, we got the upcoming B2 Fighting Series event. February yeah. 4th. Excited about that. 2023. Yeah. Shout out to Travis Hudson. We all Travis are cheering. Travis is on there. Yeah. Definitely he's cheering for Travis Hudson also. Atorian Cook. Atorian Cook. Yes. Todd, Todd Pickett and Matt Harrison's a big matchup. Yeah. There's a good, I'm going to be in the house. Yeah. That should be a good one. Um, uh, shout out to Louisville Combat Academy. Certainly appreciate the support from them. You know, they're the uh, title sponsor for the Kelly Patrick Show. Have been for a few years Premier now. Yeah. sponsor. Yes. And, um, like and we, Pfizer. Yes, and Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to change some of my political views. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They, they get what them. would I do? How much would it cost for some? Fuck, I don't know. Not much, really. A couple right? thousand a month. That's and what I'm, I'm, saying, I'm like, oh, good. well, I think the vaccines are yeah, good. Yeah, y'all need to get out there and get y'all shots. Oh, yeah. Pussies. You, do you not care if people die? Are you an asshole? I like would go that? the other route and be like, you're a pussy. Yeah, if you yeah, don't there get you it, you're a bitch. That's oh, they Keith try Oberman that. Yeah, he yeah, does Keith that, Oberman yeah. does that. Yeah, he does he try said, You're that. afraid of the needle. You're afraid. You're yeah. scaredy cat. That's, how, that's yeah, what yeah, I would yeah, do. Yeah, scared yeah. literally. Sure. You chicken, bok, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bok, yeah just yeah, talk yeah, people. Kind of funny. That's kind of juvenile, though. <laughs> it's very. Keith Oberman looks like a nutcase when he does that. I use that with sex. Do you think it worked on anyone? Wait, what's that? I'll use that like sex. Sex. Yeah. Trying to get some sex from the you wife. You won't and do she's it. Like, I'm not in the mood. Yeah, You're like, oh, yeah. chicken. Bark, oh, bark. you scared of it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't take it in the butt tonight. You're scared. Oh. Ooh, cry me, cry me a river. You know. When when my wife Yanni Does says some stuff about it doesn't uh, work though. Guys. <laughs> it doesn't work. But you you fall asleep she's, laughing. She's like, I'm not. I'm not eight. Like you can't trick me. In my ego into yeah yeah. Uh, I've actually had that happen. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yanni will say something like, yeah, there was, you know, there would be times where I had like a, I could drink just a little glass of sugar water and that's all I could drink or eat for three days or something. And I'll be like, oh, world's cry, smallest cry. violin, cry me a river. And she thinks it's pretty funny. So well, I'm I mean, be a real okay. dickhead. That's, yeah. that's a that, good one. That's right? where them like passport bros are. You ever heard of passport bros? I may have. What is it? It's like a whole thing where like people are going to like. Is that like bang bros? Yeah, but it's like more like, hey. It's kind of like shitting on American women. It's like, hey, get you a passport. Go, you know, it's different places. D- Dominican Republic. You know, these Costa these, Rica. These girls know how to treat a man, and they know, and they they're 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 not uh, spoiled. Like they'll appreciate. No, there's it. something to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you, you go in there and be like, you take, you know, like they go to Ghana or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, I got a house. With electric, and we can eat whenever we want. She's like, "Holy shit!" You I'm know? a little more handsome now than you thought. Yeah, huh? yeah, Kelly's yeah. like, "I got a podcast." You're like, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, you go over there and be like, "You know, what we have we have these things called all you can eat buffets, yeah. and we'll pay thirteen dollars, and I will pay for you, and we can eat till we till we want to stop." I'll buy you a dog. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, a little terrier. Yanni says Canadian guys frequently because Canada and Cuba have good relations. Frequently, single Canadian men will go on, air quotes, humanitarian missions to Cuba. Mm. They just go banging all sorts of women for $5, $10. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just a, a prostitution run. <laughs> it ain't broke. So, good stuff, guys. Uh, yep. Enjoy you coming on the show today. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to get out of here too, guys. All right. Well, thanks for having me.
Yes, sir. Later, guys. All right. I'm going to go ahead and finish up the uh, live video, which we only caught Ooh. the audio for about the last 10 minutes or Is so. Right? Because these were blinking the whole time. Oh, where they? Oh, they wasn't connected. But, uh, you know, that's all right. That's what these the learning, learning experiences experience. for. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. we only had like five viewers pop if in. If you're anyway, watching so. right now, Aaron Smith and Ernie, if you're watching, uh, the episode should be posted maybe later tonight. So if you want to check out the Kelly Patrick Show feed on Spotify, iTunes, or any other podcasting platform, you can hear all the audio. So thanks to everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Thank you. Boom.